Welcome to the SMS show where we talk about everything pertaining to life, ministry, and business through the eyes of this millennial woman. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Shante Monique Smith, and I am so excited to share this episode with you. Let's dig into it. So I will um, is in the future tense but i also want us to begin hey you made it on a live what's up (laughs) i will is definitely um in the future tense but i believe that we can call those things that be not as though they were right um so let's dig in I'm going to read just a little bit and then we're going to dig into our conversation. So our affirmation for this evening, and I believe that um, as this has radically transformed my life, I really hope that it will set um, set the course of someone's 2019. We are in March. It's Women's Month. I can't believe that this is the final um, month of the first quarter. Um, so... Let's dig into it. So it says, I will trust God's timing for my life and believe that I am exactly where I need to be. Okay, let's say that again. I will trust God's timing for my life. And if you were on the live last week, um, I encourage you to drop it. You can type it. You can say it audibly wherever you are. I will trust God's timing for my life. And believe that I am exactly where I need to be. Here we go. I will choose to believe that my greatest moments in life, ministry, and business are still unfolding for me. All right, I, I'm starting to see some interaction. So, so that means that either there's been conversations earlier today or it's definitely hitting home, okay? Um, I will choose to believe that my greatest moments in life, ministry, and business are still unfolding for me. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. I will declare that every mountain of fear, doubt, Shame, discouragement, and mediocrity has been crumbled and removed from my mind and atmosphere. That was pretty lengthy, so I'm going to say it again. I will declare that every mountain of fear, doubt, shame, discouragement, and mediocrity has been crumbled and removed from my mind and atmosphere. This is the last one. This is the one that uh, everything that I said is it, it lies on this affirmation. I will forgive quickly, love deeply, live fully, and move courageously from this moment forward. So I'm going to read those, those few affirmations again. I will trust God's timing for my life. And believe that I am exactly where I need to be. I will choose to believe that my greatest moments in life, ministry, and business are still unfolding for me. I will declare that every mountain of fear, doubt, shame, discouragement, and mediocrity has been crumbled and removed from my mind and atmosphere. I will forgive quickly, love deeply, live fully, and move courageously from this moment forward. So let's dig into our conversations. Thank you so much for the hearts, the likes, the love, and the shares. This is going to be um, even on my podcast. So I encourage you to continue to engage with me. And then of course, we can listen for reflection on Facebook as well as the podcast. So my friends and I, we were standing in the waters. We uh, actually cruised to Cuba last August, and we started to talk about um, some of the hindering blocks and uh, hindering blocks and some of the stumbling blocks um, that were presented in our lives in in a multi 
uh, in, in a various way. It was multifaceted. Um, and we each uh, took um, an affirmation and I compiled, compiled it together to say, I will forgive quickly, love deeply, live fully, and move courageously from this moment forward. And, and I want to start there and work my way backwards. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever may be tuning in live, and if you are definitely catching the replay, just drop a two for me. Um, forgiving quickly is the medicine of our heart. I'm going to talk to you every time I come live. You know, um, those of you that know me, um, you know that I am extremely transparent. Those of you that are getting to know me, welcome so much. Um, welcome to this video. Um, I hope that you gain some, some impact or some insight um, into what I'm going to say. Forgiving quickly is the medicine of your heart, okay? I have gone through my share of disappointments. I have gone through my share of letdowns. Um, I have invested in people that have told me to kiss their grits. Come on, somebody. I have given to people that have turned their back on me. I was loyal to people, to entities, to places that proved their disloyalty. And um, after going through um, a, a myriad of emotions, after crying, after being angry, after wanting to retaliate, after wanting revenge, come on, you know, it could go, I'm talking about from childhood to, um, you know, some situations that went down, even in my adult life, I realized that if I was going to move forward and be the woman that I'm professing and being the woman that God has called me to be and being the woman that I envision, it is imperative that I forgive quickly. Now, I know many of us have, you know, this, um, this theology that I'm going to forgive, but I won't forget. I want to tell you that forgiveness is the medicine of the heart. It is the panacea. It is the remedy for a broken heart. Because as we've heard in movies and, and in articles and on social media, that you forgive people more so for you than you do for them. But I want to let you know that if you don't forgive quickly, bitterness can set in. If you don't forgive quickly, anger and, and, and rage can set in. And although it may not seem like it is a direct correlation to your productivity, if you are angry, it disturbs your atmosphere. If you are bitter, if you are hurt, if you felt manipulated, if you felt taken advantage of, if you felt, you know, that you were do some justice in an area, although it could be totally unrelated to your business, your business will suffer. Although it's totally unrelated to ministry, your ministry will suffer. Although it's totally unrelated to your family life, your home is going to be toxic because you're carrying an atmosphere. I told us last week that as women, we are incubating and we multiply and we expand and we duplicate whatever is sown into us. So if distrust is sown into us and we don't forgive quickly and we don't uh, have crop failure and we allow that thing to bloom and blossom, it is going to do nothing but wreak havoc throughout your entire 2019. So I want you to confess this over your life. If you are dealing with forgiving people that have hurt you and forgiving the offender, whether they're alive or whether they've passed away, whether you know where they are or you don't, I want you to declare tonight. I want you to decree that thing tonight that I will forgive quickly. I understand it hurts. I'm not saying that you don't, that, that you don't, um, deserve justice. I'm not saying that it's going to be easier said than done. I'm not saying that, you know, if you say that all of a sudden, you know, the person may come back in your life and ask for an apology. But what I am saying is forgiveness is your medicine. Forgiveness is your salve. Forgiveness is your remedy to moving forward. Take it from me. I was trying to realize why the latter half of my 2018 
felt so um, confrontational, why it felt like I was going through and I couldn't get a breakthrough in any area. It was because my heart wasn't healed. It was because my heart was dealing with something and I was trying to still run my mouth or I was trying to still move forward in destiny. But it wasn't until I dealt with the intent of my brokenness. It wasn't until I dealt with the intent of how I felt offended. It wasn't until I dealt with the truth rather than trying to mask it with extra work and trying to mask it with a, a beat face and trying to mask it as if everything was going okay and I wasn't hurt or I wasn't bothered until I was able to deal with my truth. Things started, um, things started to blossom, but until I was honest, it seemed like everything came to a screeching halt. And I want to talk to somebody because you may be feeling like, I'm good. I'm over it. Let's move on and keep pushing. But until you deal with your heart, it's important to, to monitor your emotions. Now we don't want to be emotional, but it's very important to monitor your mental space, to, to, to monitor your heart space, to monitor your heart health so that you can forgive quickly. If somebody says something or does something and it's a trigger or somebody says something or does something and it reminds you of the last time you've been hurt. I take it to prayer or I take it to a confidant or I take it to my pastors. You need to talk to someone first, God. Secondly, someone that can, that you can use as a confidant because the Bible says in the multitude of counsel, there is safety because what happens is many of us are lashing out. Many of us are having triggers uh, set off all day, noon and night, and you're not forgiving. It's showing you that what you thought you are over, you're not fully over. And it's okay. We're not judging you, but I want to encourage you to forgive quickly. Secondly, we're going to love deeply. You can't love if there's still unforgiveness in your heart. You can't be fully present uh, and the people that love you, if you keep thinking this is only good, but for so long, uh, how long are they going to be kind? How long are they going to be nice? Uh, it got to be something up their sleeve. Uh, you can't love deeply. You can't be fully uh, uh, in immersed in the moment. Uh, if you're feeling that people have ulterior motives, that also can show uh, that there is some reparations uh, that need to happen in our heart. Thirdly, we're going to live fully out. I want to encourage you that it's time to start living a full life. I want to encourage you that there's a big world out there. I want to encourage you to get your passport, get it renewed and start traveling. I want you to do things for yourself. If that's getting your hair done, your nails done, if that's saving up and actually doing what you said you were going to do, whether it's getting a new house, getting a new car, or just getting some new furniture. I want you to live fully as women. We oftentimes put ourselves on the back burner and then complain that everybody else is fed. Let's think about it. As women, if you're a mom, if you're in a relationship, if you are, you know, very helpful in your church, if you are uh, very helpful in your community, oftentimes we put other people before us. If you look at the eye of a stove, we normally put ourselves on the back burner. We normally put ourselves on that small eye in the back. And then and then when, when we get a moment in which we're dry or we get a moment moment in which we're empty or we reach a moment in which we realize that the people that we're pouring in are not pouring back into us, then that's when we start to freak out. Then that's when we start to have an attitude. Then that's when we start to count up the cost. But I want to encourage you to live fully. You don't have to put yourself on the back burner for the expense of someone else getting ahead. Who am I talking to tonight? You don't have to say no to you to say yes to somebody else. Let me talk to moms. I'm not a biological mother yet, but I do speak to a lot of moms and they say, I, I always wanted a child. Or, oops, we got pregnant by surprise. And after I had my child, I lost myself. May I give you this word of encouragement, moms, whether you have a toddler, a newborn, or your babies are in college. I want to let you know that you are more than a mother. Yes, I understand. They need you. They depend on you. They cry for you. They don't want anybody else but you. They look like you. They sound like you. You can dress them up, whether it's a, a boy or a girl. But I want to let you know that you are more than a mother. 
mother, if you put your entire essence of being alive in that child, you will live unfulfilled. But our declaration tonight is that I'm going to live fully. Let me talk to my engaged and my married woman. I'm still waiting for my man, so I'm not saying this in a shady sense, but I am saying that I know a lot of women that are engaged and I know a lot of women that are married. And they have allowed their entire purpose to be wrapped up in the one that they have chosen to love for the rest of their lives. And although I do believe in submission, and although I do believe in honoring your household, and though I do believe that the home is the first ministry, I believe, like we talked about last week, that the man of your dreams, you are called to be his partner. And I also know a lot of men that say, I want a woman that has her own her own fill in the blank, whether it's her own business, her own occupation, her own career. I want you to know that you are more than a fiance and you are more than a wife. I don't want you to lose yourself just because you got a ring and a band, sis. You are more than that. Not saying that you're not an excellent wife, not saying that you can't be a terrific mother, but you are more. What else can you share with this world? What else can you deposit in the earth? Because once your husband and your children have been satisfied. Many of you are still going to sleep with the gnawing feeling on the inside of you that there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more to life than making bottles and cooking meals. And although that is a joy, I, I uh, aspire to it. And I know that I'm going to definitely hold down my house, but there is a purpose that I have. I am breathing and I am existing outside of my family. So I want us to begin to live fully. Many of you, it's time for a career change. Many of you, it's time for you to step out and create an additional stream of income. Many of you, it's time for you to go back to school. You've got to live fully. I want you to exhaust yourself in this thing called earth. There are seeds that only you can sow. There are dreams that only you can bring to pass. There are inventions and patents and creations that you have been designed to exhibit in the earth. And if you continue to stay in the confines of safety and comfortability, let me say it like I feel it. If you desire to just stay in the box of what we call the comfort zone, you will never be satisfied and the earth will be devoid and devalued because you did not live fully. Last thing, we are going to move courageously from this moment forward. I have come on live tonight to cancel the spirit of fear. This is my book. It's a tool on declarations, affirmations, and decrees. I will move courageously, repeat this after me. I will move courageously from this moment forward. Don't you know, and I know all of us know it. If you ever grew up in church, you heard the scripture, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I want to let you know that fear is a liar. Fear is a liar, y'all. Fear has come to rob you of your voice and to rob you of your mobility. Let me put it like this. Let me put it like this. Who's on? Shawana, you're on. Shawana, you've been called to do some amazing things in the earth. Let's say, for instance, you're called to run a Fortune 500 company. Let's just put it out there, right? You want to run this company. You and it, you you you've studied for it. You've gone to school for it. You have the partners. You have the silent investors. But fear would have you to think that your vision is not warranted in the earth. Nobody's going to invest in me. If I put it out there, nobody is going to buy. My customers are going to be low. Who wants to partner with someone like me? You see, what happens is because God has created each and every one of us to be great, and to do things that are going to radically shift our generation, our legacy, our community, and our family, fear starts speaking. 
but fear is a spirit. And I don't want to get too deep because I know that there may be a lot of people with different um, uh, backgrounds spiritually, but I believe in Jesus. Okay. So I'm just going to put it out there. Y'all on my page. This is my live. This is my podcast. So if the Bible says that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, that means that something is coming in your direction that hasn't been given by God. Something is coming towards you. Something is trying to invade you. There's a spirit that is trying to stop you that wasn't given to you by God. So God has given us, according to the word, three things, power, love, and soundness of mind. So anything that tries to render you powerless is not from God. Anything that tries to take the love away from life is not of God. Anything that wars with your mind is not of God. Anxiety, worry, fear, depression, suicide, oppression, limited thinking, any of that is not from God. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Fear is always going to be present. Fear is always, whenever you're ready to bust a move. I'm from New York, y'all. I live in North Carolina now, but I'm a New Yorker. And we bust moves. You get what I'm saying? Whenever you're ready to go against the generational curse of your family, whenever you're ready to create something new in the earth, whenever you are actually a trendsetter, a trailblazer, a paradigm leader, whenever you said, I am no longer, you know, going to just go with the flow and be and be reactive. I want to start being proactive. Whenever you say there's got to be more to life than this, I have to know what it's like to have more money than month. I've got to know what it's like to travel this big old world. I've got to know what it's like to have an an aggressive portfolio. I've got to know what it's like to live in luxury. I've got to know what it's like to have multiple streams of income. My kids have to know what it's like not to be on the struggle bus. I want to know what it's like to live beyond student loans. I want to know what it's like for me to be the first in my family that I actually have a marriage that works. I have to know what it's like for me to actually bring somebody in this world and they not have a blended family. I want my kids to have the same daddy. I want all of us to have the same name. I want all of us to not have to worry about government assistance because I'm willing to be the one. I'm willing to be the trailblazer. I'm willing to be the parent paradigm leader. I'm willing to break the curse in my in my family's life. I'm willing to be the one in my community that's going to do something different. I want to know what it's like to walk the stage on time. I want to know what it's like to save myself until marriage. I want to know what it's like to get a master's or a PhD. When you're ready to be the one or be or to be among the minority that you may know and you're ready to bust a move and to create a new tide and to do something that has never been done before. Fear would say, you can't do it. Fear would say, nobody in your family has done it. Why even try? Fear would say, nobody in your community can do it. Why do you think you can do it? Fear would say, you're not smart enough. You're not cute enough. You're not connected enough. There's nobody that's going to give you a hand up. Fear is going to say, let's try to stop her before she realizes what her identity is. Before she realizes who she's called to be. Fear would say, She's gotten a prophecy, uh, but we're going to try to render every word powerless. uh, So the people that you start loving uh, are going to speak negative. Uh, You tell your best friend about your dream. Uh, You got on a call with somebody that said they can help you underwrite your dream. uh, And your best friend is suspicious uh, and she's skeptical. And she says, well, I don't really know about that. Uh, It renders you powerless. Uh, Or you talk to somebody uh, and you value their opinion. uh, And you tell them your deep, dark secret uh, that you've been praying over, that you've been writing about uh, that you've actually envisioned this thing uh, and the person uh, that has uh, your ear your eye your heart uh, tells you that they don't know uh, that they don't know if this is the right time they don't know if you're the right person it renders you powerless fear is only there to stop those that are actually called to make moves Fear is only present to those that are actually doing something that's going to free other people. Fear only presents itself to others that have people connected to them. See, you thought it was about you, but the enemy is not trying to stop you, sis. You're not really all that great. Let me bust your bubble. He's trying to stop the legacy that is connected to you. Fear is not actually coming for you. 
You cute, but you not all of that. What is actually trying to stop is the hundreds of thousands of people connected to your yes. So every time you say no, every time you play it short, every time you change your mind, every time your hope between two opinions, fear saying we think we got her. We think we got her. She not going to go through it. She not going to start the business. She not going back to school. She not going to wait. She going to sell out. She going to be just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But today, we declare that we will move courageously. I want you to move, but I don't want you to move in fear. I want you to start moving. Too many of us, including myself, this live is for me. We've been halt, and I'm about to step on some toes. Because our courage is connected to other people coming with us. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you said, I will move, but I need my squad to go with me. I will move, but I need my team to go with me. I will move, but I need my friends to go with me. I will move, but I need somebody to hold my hand. No, no, no. What I want you to know is that in this season, and this has been the hardest thing for me to get to y'all, but I'm finally here and I can't even understand. I can't even fathom what the rest of my 2019 is about to be because I am willing to actually embrace the gift of goodbye. If you are a stumbling block, see, many people aren't speaking negatively over our lives. They're just not moving. Oh my goodness. Many people don't, it's not that they have a negative word to say. It's that they're not passionately pursuing their purpose. And I can't spend any more time with people whose hunger doesn't match my level. I can't spend any more time babysitting somebody else's destiny. I can't want it more than you. I can't want it for you. And if we're going to be connected, if we're going to be social media friends, if we're going to spend time together, if you're going to have my number, if you're going to text me, call me, tweet me, DM me, I need you to be as hungry, if not hungrier than I am. I need you to be so, uh, so relentless that you are going to create something in 2019 that eyes haven't seen and ears haven't heard. I need you to actually have a vision for your life. So many of us have been stalled from moving courageously because we're connected with people that are not hungry. Many of us are being stalled because we're connected with people that talk about it, but they don't want to be about it. Many of us are being stalled with moving courageously because we have people that are listening to fear more than their faith. I hope this is helping. I really didn't mean to preach tonight. But this is what happens when I come on live because I am willing to bet on myself in 2019. I am willing. You hear what I say? In the first quarter of 2019, I released this tool. In the last quarter of 2019, I'm having a retreat based on this tool. It's the I Speak Retreat. Everything in the middle is going to be running like crazy to change lives. See, what most people don't understand about you is that you have a vision matched with an insatiable desire to get it done. So everybody that's in business, let me give you this word of encouragement. I have been in entrepreneurship since 2014 full-time since 2016 and I just embraced it. It's not that I didn't know it, but I just embraced this because I care about people, because I love people, because I see people's, uh, I see their, um, I see where they can go. Um, I'm really invested um, in their dreams and what they tell me, but something happened to me y'all over the past 30 days. I embraced the gift of goodbye. And the gift of goodbye is not always kicking people out of your life. But for some people, I'm like, excuse me, just stay right there. Because you're too close to be fearful. The gift of goodbye is anybody that doesn't have 
or match your level of hunger is going to deplete you. Believe me when I tell you. Anybody that you're connected to that doesn't match your thirst, I'm talking about they're all right with just making a couple of hundred dollars. I'm going to make six figures this year. If you're not hungry for six figures, it doesn't mean that I can't help you. It just means that you're not a part of my inner circle. Let me take you to the word just in case you think, oh, you're being cocky and facetious. No, no, no. Jesus had the crowd. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus had the crowd. He fed 5,000. He fed 4,000. He, 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 he performed miracles for people. It was so many, it was standing room only that they wanted him so bad. They was breaking up people's homes and lowering their friends just for him to get a healing, just for them to get some food. So Jesus had a crowd. So you got to have a crowd that's around you and that's totally fine. And then Jesus had his crew. Um, at one time there were 70 disciples. You know that he laid hands on the 12. Those was his crew. Okay. He said, I'm going to give you power. I'm going to give you authority. And I'm going to send y'all out two by two. I'm going to give you everything that you need to be successful. Okay. So Jesus had a crowd. Then he had his crew. But then it says that when he went up to the Mount of Transfiguration, he had his core. That was the three. Peter, James, and John. Who are you spending time with? Are you spending time with the crowd? Are you spending time with the crew? Or are you spending time with your core? See, because it was the core that saw him when he was transfigured. It was the core that knew about his secrets. It was the core that saw him when he was vulnerable. And I realized for myself, oh my goodness, I don't even know how we got here. But I realized for myself that I was actually telling my secrets to the crowd. Uh-oh. That I was revealing my inner parts to, to, to my crew. And it was actually the three. Many of us want a whole lot of people to be in our inner circle, but the crew was the three. Can you find two or three people this year that is as hungry as you are, that is as thirsty as you are, that are willing to be relentless like you, that are willing to forsake all odds of comfortability like you? You got the crowd, the crew, and the core. So we're going to move this year, but we need to start moving courageously. See, everybody doesn't have courage. Courage is linked to a vision. I can't run boldly for something that I don't believe in. See, you can fake excitement, but you can't fake courage. You can fake a celebration. Everybody can clap and smile. But when you got to put your money where your mouth is, when you got to put your work where your faith is. See, everybody hangs around me because I'm Pastor Tay. Everybody hangs around me because they be like, girl, she can preach. And, you know, and then even in business, this is my transparency. Even in business, I started to partner with people, but I didn't realize that they were a part of the crowd, y'all. They weren't my core. They were people that saw me. They saw the influence perceivably that I have. They saw, they saw the word or or, or they saw alive and they was like, oh, I want to do business with you. But they didn't have a vision. They didn't have courage. And, and, and I want to take you to the word real quick. It says that the sower sold the word, right? Because this is about moving courageously. The sower sold the word. It's a parable that Jesus says. And he says, some of the seeds fell on the wayside. And that 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 uh, that revelation was as soon as you, you got something implanted in you, it says that the enemy came and snatched the word. So people partner with me in ministry. And they partner with me in business, but they allowed the enemy to steal from them what our connection was supposed to bring. And then it says that the sower, see, that's somebody that's moving courageously. Even though the enemy has stolen some people, even though some people have fallen off the bandwagon, my question to you are, are, are you still going to sow? Are you still going to stay true to your vision? Even though people said that they were going to do one thing and they turned out to be a bold-faced liar, even though people took your secrets and they used it against you, even though people said that they were going to rock with you but as soon as you actually you know embraced them they actually turned around and, and, and turned their back on you are you going to keep sowing and it says that the sower 
continued to move courageously and they sold a, they sold more seed but it says that it came upon rocky soil and the rocky soil it, it, the, the scripture was so empower, powerful because it said it didn't have any root so many times I partnered with people I connected with people I let people in that was shallow who am I talking to tonight you may be still there and you said I'm trying to move courageously but I feel like I'm in quicksand I'm trying to move courageously but I actually feel like I'm slowing down could it be that you've partnered with people that you've taken a phone call that you've let somebody in that was shallow but it says that the sower in the parable it says that it didn't affect me sowing it was the soil that I put it in it says it didn't have any depth so when the sun came up the sun is when things get hot in the relationship when disappointment arises or when something happens that they don't like or you correct them even though they told you that you can tell it to them like a T.I. is when it gets hot in the relationship because they're shallow and they don't have any root it says that it renders the seed useless but watch this the sower still moved courageously. I hope I'm really helping somebody tonight. The sower moved courageously to this third soil. And it said that the thorns actually came up and choked the seed or choked the word. What is that in ministry or in business? When you connect with somebody, it says that the cares of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for other things. I know how it is, and I'm just going to talk like I'm talking. There were people that will partner with you in business, and then by the time you wake up, and by the time you look up to welcome them to your team, they done enrolled in five other businesses. Okay. It seems like people said that they want your help. They said that they want your mentorship. They said that they wanted to be connected, but the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, they don't make a million dollars in a day, so they quit. They don't actually, you, you, you have a ministry, and you tell them that you want, you, you want them to help you, and you know, they're not happy doing what you assigned them. They want to actually use your, your podium, and they want to use your leverage to get what actually they've actually come for, because they have ulterior motives. I want to let you know that everything comes to a head and it chokes what they have so they don't remain. But the one thing that I love about this parable is that it says there was nothing wrong with the sower and there was nothing wrong with the seed. It was the ground that they were planted in. And if we're going to move courageously, we have to be honest that we've sown into some fallow ground, that we've sown into some shady people, that we've sown into people that couldn't give us back what we were actually expecting. And I know that through the eyes of wisdom, I can say, if I knew then what I knew now, I never would have partnered with them. If I knew then what I knew now, I never would have even gave them the time of day. It's not being braggadocious. It's not, you know, you know, being elite, an elite is, well, hold on, elitism. It's actually me saying that uh, through the eyes of wisdom, I, I trusted people for their words when I should have been watching their actions. I trusted people for their words when I should have looked to see if they were productive in other areas. So if we're moving courageously in this season, we've got to know that it, it depends the crowd, the crew, and the core. Who are you sowing into? Because people will leave you high and dry. Yes, they will. People will be in it for a moment and you're trying to shift gears and they're actually holding you back and you're trying to shift gears and they're actually afraid. Here's another story and it's for free. I'm sweating y'all. Give me two seconds. <laughs> There's another story um, in the Bible because I always love to talk about business from the word. Because I know that I have a multiplicity of people that listen to me. My dad's been preaching about Gideon lately. And I've mentioned it on a previous live. Gideon was going up to fight the enemy, right? God called him. He was going for the victory. We're talking about moving courageously. And he said, I need, um, I need an army, right? If I'm about to go against, uh, uh, against people that are oppressing me and opposing me, I need an army. And uh, what is so amazing is... He took people with him to have the numbers. I got, I got to slow this down because I need you to hear. I need you to hear what I'm going to say. He took an army with him 
to have numbers. And many of us are trying to figure out, why don't I have the numbers? How can I get 300 people to watch me on live at a time? How, how um, can I get thousands of people to share? And I want to let you know that in this season, it's more about quality than quantity. And I'm about to prove it to you. I'm about to prove it to you. I want to make sure... I want to make sure that I give it to you right. I appreciate y'all tonight. I got, I, got to, I got to give this to you because it blessed me. It's not about having everybody in this season. If we're going to move courageously, we're going to have to have the right people. Okay? I'm just now learning this. I didn't want to believe it. I wanted to believe that I could take everybody with me. I wanted to believe I'm a preacher, right? I'm a preacher who's an entrepreneur. I'm a preacher who's in the marketplace. And I was like, no, that's not right. Everybody can make it as long as they have a yes. And that's, that's the furthest thing from the truth. It's the furthest thing from the truth. Because some people want to be victims. Some people want to be coddled. Some people have great vocal expectations, but their work ethic is poor. Okay. I love all of y'all. Let, let's do this real quick. Okay. Hold on. I'm, I'm here. <laughs> so it's this man by Gideon. It's in Judges chapter six, right? He wanted the numbers and I, I, I needed to get the right numbers. That's why I had to pull out the word because it's very important to me that I don't mess this up. Let's see. Was it Judges 7? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm looking for the specific number, and I think that this is going to be awesome. And then we, we can be done. Cause I want to think I I want to say that it is thirty two thousand, but I just want to I just want to make sure. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So here we go. So Gideon, he takes this army right, and he says, "We're about to go up and we're about to fight the enemy." And God tells him, you have too many people with you. You have too many people. And he was like, what do you mean I have too many people with me? Like this army is huge. And many of you are saying, I need a team. I want to be a millionaire. I'm talking to people that have home-based businesses. I'm talking to traditional business owners. I'm talking to people that are really trying to create another stream of income. And they're like, um, what do you mean? I need a bigger team right? I need more people that are actually, I can change their lives. And God said, you have too many people with you, right? Just like Gideon, <laughs> right? So he's like, what do you mean I have too many people with me? Um, God says, I need you to test them. And this is something that I want you to do for every single person that's in your life, whether you're in ministry, whether you're a parent, whether you're a teacher, a principal, a business owner, I want you to put everybody in your life this year to the test. And it says, he says, I want you to, to test them and I want you to take them down. Um, and no, he said, the first thing I want you to do is tell everybody who's afraid to go home. Tell everybody, I told you, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. That's how this whole thing is tying it together. And I didn't even prepare any notes for tonight. So this is how I know this is God. Tell everybody who's afraid to go home. I want you to start surveying your life. I want you to start surveying, Felicia, I see your transparency. I want you to start surveying your dreams and look at the people that are around you. And if they are afraid, tell them we're good. 
This is not your season because I can't have anybody in my close quarters. I can't have anybody suited up with me, got armor on like me, got a uniform on like me, got an ID number like me, and you're afraid because what happens is when the rubber meets the road and you're afraid, you will actually flee. You're going to leave me. So i rather know who is with me now. i rather know who is willing to actually put some elbow grease in it. I want to know who's with me when the going gets tough and when the celebration because everybody wants to be celebrated everybody these days lord jesus they want to be clapped on the back everybody wants to know that you got their back that you support them and we gotta praise you because there's a lot of people that are dealing with personal insecurities so i gotta praise you and i gotta fawn over you just to keep you know sweetheart if you're gonna be with me in this season i need to know are you afraid? I need to know, do you have commitment issues? I need to know, are you loyal even when it gets tough? Are you loyal even when I say something you don't like? Are you going to be with me or are you not? Because if you are afraid, we don't even need to go any further. I love you and I will love you more if you leave me now rather than leave me when I'm in the middle of fulfilling my vision. Who am I talking to? I'd rather you leave me in the first quarter of 2019 than us get all the way to August because then it's going to hurt more. I need to know who's afraid I need to know who's dealing with fear I need to like the Bible says know them that labor among you if you're in business if you're in school if you're in a relationship before you get married boo are you afraid what are your fears what are your apprehensions what are your worries because I need to know who I'm dealing with I need to know what you're thinking about in your heart when we get off the phone you tell me yes you're willing to do it you tell me yes you want to build it you tell me yes you with me through the thick and thin but on the inside you are actually afraid on the inside you actually have a second thought but because you are afraid to tell me the truth you would rather lie to me and go into a battle you'd rather lie to me and and the chances are is that we can be defeated because you're afraid okay okay <laughs> oh i'm seeing your comments coming through i love it i love it i love it so two-thirds of the people that were with gideon left oh so you mean to tell me two-thirds of the people that were suited and booted were really afraid and when he gave them the option to leave they chucked him the deuces okay he was down to ten thousand. i think he started at 23 he was down to ten thousand. So 10,000's left, not afraid. Okay, cool. The second test was, you still got too many people with you. And I want to talk to somebody who's been experiencing decrease in their life. I want to talk to somebody who feels like you don't have enough, but stuff is still being taken from you. And I want to give you this encouragement because we've got, to, we've got to move courageously. And you are only pruned when you have growth. You are pruned or you're cut back so you can grow more. So for some people, they are experiencing decrease and subtraction because they're not doing what they're supposed to do. But for others of us, we are being pruned so that only what is needed remains. I hope you got that. So the second test was to take the men down to the water and have them lap. No, to have, have them drink waters. And it was like if they lap like a dog, meaning that they stand on all fours and they drink the water, those are the ones. But if they get down on their knees and put their heads all the way down, those are not the ones that you should take. Now, what's the revelation for that? Not only do we need to start investigating those in our inner core, in our inner circle, those that are nearest and dearest to our heart to see if they're afraid. We also need to see those that have their own agenda. Uh-oh. You see, because if, if, if you're getting ready for battle... And you're standing in a position that you can refresh yourself. But if the enemy comes, that you can go ahead and attack. But if you're on all fours, if you're all the way down, if you're crunched down with your head down, that means you're not thinking about the team. You're not thinking about me. You're not thinking about anybody else. You're only in it 
for yourself. And per adventure, many of us have been stuck. You haven't gotten the advancement. You haven't gotten the promotion. You haven't had the acceleration because you are tied to, I know this was my story, so I can only talk about where I've been. You are tied to, wrapped up, tangled up. You are actually in covenant with people that have their own agenda. You, you are in covenant with people that are literally only in it for themselves. Because if you take away the notoriety, if you actually watch them um, during this season, it's all about them. It's all about them. It's never about the team. It's never about what they can do. They never go beyond their level of comfort, but they always want people to take care of them. They never go beyond. They never stretch. Whenever you require them to stretch, they have a complaint. Whenever you require them to stretch, they have a downfall. They have an excuse as to why they did it, but you never see them push through. It's never for the team. It's all about them. So I want us in the First quarter of 2019, if we're going to move courageously, we got to watch the people moving with us. If we're going to move courageously from this moment forward, forgive quickly, love deeply, live fully, and move courageously, we're going to have to start to watch the people. You know, bad boy used to say, when I move, you move, right? Just like that. Many of us are moving, but we're getting stuck. We're getting stuck as we're shifting gears because there are people that are on our team, in our fence, in our community on our phone, in our timeline that's actually holding us back rather than releasing us and running with us. So, our affirmation for tonight. I will trust God's timing for my life and believe that I'm exactly where I needed to be. I said all of that to say this. Even if you are in this place, where you are still waiting for the word over your life to come to pass. Y'all, this, this word is for me. Even if you are in this place where you are still expecting more than you have currently received, I need you to declare that I will trust God's timing for my life, that I am exactly where I needed to be. This is, this is the hope of this whole message. God couldn't give it to us before now because our eyes were blinded. This is my word. I speak to my accountability partner, my mentor in business, and I said, I'm so glad I wanted to be further along and, you know, we can name the, the different areas, but you're exactly where you needed to be. Watch this, because if God would have blessed you with the abundance and you had scared people and people with their own agenda still connected to you, you would have aborted your blessing. If God would have given you what you asked for and you had people with ulterior motives and you were still depending on people that you should actually classify them as the crowd and you were still warning people that were actually a part of the crew, um, you never would have gotten your core. You are exactly where you need to be. I want you to announce over your life that you have not missed your season. I need you to hear me. This is the benediction. You have not missed your season. You you don't have to play catch up. You are not behind the time. You are exactly where you need to be because your eyes are open. You are exactly where you need to be because your heart has forgiven the time that you have let go. You are exactly where you need to be because you are more mature than you were. Watch this. I will choose to believe that my greatest moments, I want to just prophesy into your life. Let me just put this in your spirit that you haven't seen anything yet. You thought you've seen wealth. You ain't seen wealth yet. You thought you saw provision. You haven't seen provision yet. You thought you had happy days. You haven't even had your happiest day. I will choose to believe this is intentional. Now, this part is no longer on me. This part is on you. I will choose to believe. It's an intentional choice. It is, it is a, a desire that you have to have. I will choose to believe that my greatest moments in life, ministry, 
and business are still unfolding. Watch this. So I'm exactly where I need to be because the greatest moments are still unfolding. I'm, I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm more mature. I'm more wise. I'm more disciplined. I'm more determined than ever. So now the greatest moments in my life can unfold. I'm exactly where I need to be. I was able to identify people. I understood that I had them in the wrong place. Sometimes I put a business before God. I put people before God. I put my emotions emotions before my before the relationships that were needed I put I put an unforgiving heart above people that actually love me I started to see the class half empty when I should have seen it a full but I'm exactly where I needed to be I've gone through the process I've gone through the prerequisite so that the greatest moments in my life can currently unfold is anybody hearing me tonight I will declare that every mountain, I'm not talking about plains, I'm not talking about molehills, I'm not talking about anthills. I'm talking about some of us have been dealing with fear and doubt and shame and discouragement for so long that that thing is bigger than you, that it's wider than you. So I will declare death and life like we talked about last week is in the power of your own tongue. I will declare that every mountain of fear, every mountain of doubt, every mountain of shame, every mountain of discouragement, every mountain of mediocrity, many of us, you're good on the inside, but you're used to living a mediocre life. You're used to living average. You're used to people not expecting greatness from you. You're used to just being able to coast through life. But every mountain of mediocrity, every mountain of, of, of doubt, every mountain of discouragement. Some of us, we're so used to being discouraged. We're used to playing the victim. We're used to things happening to us, not for us. So every mountain of discouragement, every mountain of shame, you keep replaying the incident. You keep replaying the hurt. People keep reminding you of where you used to be. And it's causing you shame whether you had a child out of wedlock. Or maybe once uh, once years ago you were strung out on drugs. Or maybe you made a mistake that got out to your community. Every mountain of shame has been crumbled. It's crumbled by your words. It's crumbled by your belief system. It's crumbled by what you choose to embrace. It's crumbled by the mindset that you choose to have. Not only is it crumbled but tonight we declare that it's removed you have to get new space in your heart you've got to get new space in your mind you've got to clear up some storage like a phone or like a computer that has too many files you are at your storage max so we crumble and we remove every emotion we crumble and every room and we remove every mental disorder we crumble and we remove every terror at night. We crumble and we remove every ounce of depression. We crumble and we remove every ounce of discouragement. You are not less than. You are not insignificant. You are not inferior. You are not going to be just like your mama or daddy. You're not going to be just like the one that hurt you. We crumble and we remove it. We denounce it and we remove it. We pray crop failure over everything that was spoken in your life. That that renders you powerless and that renders you useless. We crumble and we remove every toxic word that's been spoken over your life. We crumble and we remove every toxic emotion that's been planted in, on you through your generation. We crumble and we remove that curse that's been trying to oppress you. We crumble and we remove the memory of the people that hurt you. We crumble and we remove. I like that for Alicia, we clear the clutter. Come on, decree this. I clear the clutter. I clear the clutter. Our time has already changed, y'all. It's time for spring cleaning. I clear the clutter. Every box, every, everything that I had stored up, Everything that I had uh, that took residence in my heart, my mind, I clear the clutter. I clear the clutter. I'm making room for expectation. I make, I can't have faith and fear in the same vessel. I clear the clutter. Fear, you've got to go. Doubt, you've got to go. Discouragement, you've got to go. Insecurities, you've got to go. Lack of self-esteem, you've got to go. Low confidence, you've got to go. I clear the clutter tonight. I start 
start the work. It won't happen overnight. It's going to be a process, but I've got courage to move forward and clear the clutter. Y'all declare it with me. I clear the coat. I clear the clutter of who wouldn't do, even though they could do. I clear the clutter of who said they will be with me and they left me like a dirty dog. I clear the clutter of everybody that took my secrets and used them against me. I clear the clutter of mental agony, of warring for people to love me, of warning people in my space, of me wondering why I'm not good enough. I clear the clutter. Come on, somebody. I clear the clutter. So every mountain of fear, every mountain of doubt, every mountain of shame, every mountain of discouragement, every mountain of mediocrity tonight has been crumbled and removed from my mind and my atmosphere. From my mind, this is the storage place, and my atmosphere. I will not live in an atmosphere of depression. I refuse to live in an atmosphere of toxicity. I refuse to live in an atmosphere of unforgiveness. I refuse to live in an atmosphere of shame. I refuse to go to work in an atmosphere of competition. I refuse to build a business in an atmosphere of intimidation. I do. I, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And I can choose my reality today. And today I speak that it's crumbled and it's removed. Yes, Pamela, I will. I will drop my cash app. Thank you so much. I don't do this for the money, but if you want to sell, I'm not going to stop you. I clear my atmosphere. 2019 is so great for us women. And any man that's on or will listen to the replay or the podcast. 2019 is so great for us that we cannot be connected to people who are afraid or who have their own agendas. We can't be uh, moved or led by an unforgiving heart and we cannot live in the debris or the residue of what, what once was. That may have been your reality, but today we declare something new and it's just the beginning. Every ounce of rejection. And I want to say this as someone who has gone through rejection, rejection only births new direction. I'm not saying this because I heard it on social media. I'm saying this because I lived through it. Rejection births new direction. It's not until one door closes that another door can open. Thank you, T. I love you. Rejection births new direction. Many of us can say in hindsight, that there are some prayers I'm happy weren't answered. There were some things I'm glad God waited until I was ready. See, I want to let you know, and I'm talking to specifically business owners right now, because this is something that I had to get in my own heart. What you're praying for has already been answered, but you may not be the person that's ready to receive the word. And I'm so grateful that the God that I serve, that the God that created all of us won't give us something that will crush us. Meaning the blessing can crush you. If you're not ready to handle increase, if you're not ready to handle abundance, if you're not ready to handle thousands of dollars, millions of dollars, hundreds of dollars, sometimes we have to level up and we don't want to be honest because we think that we're, you know, just, you know, glorious in Jesus name. No, no. Sometimes many of us have to grow into the word that we're praying for. You want to be a team of hundreds or thousands. You got to grow into the person that can handle that because the blessing can crush you because to whom much is given, much is required. You've got to be a good steward over what's given. See, many people say, I want five figures and six figures, but that means that those are lives that you have to be accountable for. And many of us don't want to be accountable because we're still self-seeking and we're selfish. But until we grow up into being the person, I'm talking to those in ministry, you want your church to grow. You want to be itinerant. 
But we got to be faithful in fasting and prayer. We've got to be faithful that we read the word without a date on the calendar. Uh-oh. We've got to be faithful to trust God when we can't trace him. We can't be wishy-washy or only on it when we're in demand because we'll never get in demand if we don't do it. God said it like this. If you are faithful to, uh, seeking me secretly, I will reward you openly. It's what you do when no one is looking that is the prerequisite for the open blessing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to be a good steward. It says it's required of every steward that a man be found faithful. We've got to be faithful, meaning that we're working on our craft, that we're sharpening our tools, meaning that we're ready before we get it. You don't get the blessing and then get ready. The prerequisite for you to get the blessing is that you're overqualified for where you currently are. So to all of my entrepreneurs and business builders, if you're ready to go to the next level, become overqualified for where you really are. Become overqualified. Stop pouring into people that look up to you. Get a mentee. Get somebody that you can pull under your wink because when you show God that it's more about him giving you the blessing that can flow through you rather than giving it to you, you'll be blessed. Let me say that again. God wants to see if he gives you the blessing. Can it flow through you or is it just coming to you? Because if it just comes to you, then it stops and that means that you're not a funnel. You're actually just a well. Uh-huh. But if you're a funnel or you're a, if you're a channel, meaning God, if you give it to me, I'm going to give my tithe, I'm going to give my offering, I'm going to pay my bills off but I'm also going to be able to teach others how to do it. You can actually trust me with the blessing. Don't let the blessing crush you because you're trying to chase something you're not ready for. That was a mouthful. I feel like this was all over the place, but I've, I feel like it was still good. <laughs> this is our declaration. This is our declaration. I hope that you were blessed. I know that you were blessed. I was blessed. I was encouraged. I can't wait to end this live so I can go back and listen to it. Um, for those of you that asked for my cash app, is no pressure at all. But if you want to, I say thank you in advance. I will drop that. And for those of you that want this tool, if you haven't gotten it already, it is called I Am, I Will, I Have, I Speak, Affirmations, Declarations, and Decrees for Today's Woman. I released this on February 1st of this year. It is available via Amazon Kindle. If you want um, it downloaded on your phone, Kindle, tablet, or computer. And if you want a hard copy, I am still signing and shipping. And you can get that at my website. I'll put the link here, shantasmith.org. Thank you guys so much. I can't wait to be with you next week. I love you. Bye-bye for now. I'm so sad that our time has come to a close, but don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave a comment, and join me for the next installment of the SMS show.